I'm with a 72-year-old male, nearly deaf as a result of a childhood illness, diabetic, hypertensive, diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia more than 40 years ago, also a lifelong smoker, and on 15 medications. Change a couple of facts like his age, sex, or maybe a diagnosis or two, take away the schizophrenia, replace it with dementia or nothing at all, and you have almost every patient treated by an MPAC provider. Whether that patient is in Illinois or Indiana, a major metropolitan area like Chicago or Los Angeles, or a rural community surrounded by farmland, people and their respective medical and mental health conditions tend to be very similar. Now, the person I described is not an MPAC patient, however. I described in medical terms my father, who we affectionately call Poppy at home. I've known these medical facts about my dad for my entire life. I just didn't really understand what it all meant. Unlike most of you listening, I'm not a clinician. In fact, I'm a CPA, which likely makes me the farthest thing from a clinician. If you've ever sat in on a meeting with me, you'd know that my clinical knowledge is extremely limited. Only after spending the last five plus years of building MPAC and working alongside the amazing people that make up this organization can I truly appreciate the medical complexity that is my father and all of the clinical efforts that go into caring for him or someone like him to ensure he has the best quality of life despite his conditions. Now, my father is lucky enough to still be able to live at home, and although he's been hospitalized in the past year, he was able to return home without a stint at a rehab facility. Many others aren't nearly as lucky. Every year, Medicare beneficiaries complete roughly 2.4 million rehab stays in SNFs around the country at a cost of $28.6 billion. Now, if you include long-term care patients, the annual nursing home spend in the U.S. is over $140 billion. And CMS estimates show that preventable hospitalizations drive roughly $17 billion of annual waste. Those are all very significant numbers. Patients that are the primary reason why I decided to get involved in fixing how the aging population is cared for in the first place. I am, after all, a CPA. Our healthcare system is broken, and that was pretty easy to see. The care provided historically has been wasteful, it's been reactive, and it has not been focused on what is best for the patient, especially in the space we work in. However, if you set aside all the financial benefits of our programs and just look at the level of care we were able to deliver to patients who have historically lacked such access, what we are doing as an organization and what each and every one of you is doing day in and day out is pretty remarkable. At this point, the financial benefits of our programs to the healthcare system overall is really icing on the cake. Should my father ever need nursing home care, either for a short-term rehab stay or on a long-term basis, I couldn't imagine him going to a facility that does not partner with MPAC, or at least with a group like ours. It's likely that you too have a personal connection to what we do or will at some point in the future. We're not the healthiest of cultures. Everyone is aging. 
generally living longer, which in and of itself creates its own issues. But I know I sleep better at night knowing that the thousands of people that spend time in the 100 plus facilities that have partnered with us thus far are receiving the exceptional care that they deserve. None of this happens, however, without a committed team of now over 100 individuals that understand, appreciate, and stand behind the impact vision of transforming how the aging population is cared for. And our core values are not just words. We in fact tackle challenges and celebrate wins as a team. We try to leave the drama and BS out of everything we do. We hold ourselves and each other accountable for doing the right thing. Our approach to solving complex issues has to be, and has always been, innovative and disruptive. And although what we do is serious business, it makes it much easier to go to work each day with fun-loving people. So as we wrap up another calendar year and look back on the many accomplishments and upgrades that took place in terms of personnel and systems and capabilities this year, we can turn an eye toward 2020 feeling proud of what we've built together and the impact we're having on people's lives. What we do isn't easy, and I'm sure that 2020 won't be a walk in the park, but the cornerstone of what we do is as strong as ever, and that's our people. We continue to attract the best and brightest, and that's the only way we'll be able to continue making incremental changes to the delivery of healthcare. So long as we all show up and meet our commitments to our patients, our clients, MPAC, and each other, we'll be in a great position going forward. Before I sign off though, I wanna share with everyone some of the projects we're working on that you can expect to hear more about in the coming months. Our primary focus will continue to be expansion of both our nurse practitioner and our clinical social worker programs, both in our current markets and potential entries into new markets. The more clinicians, the more impact our programs will have. In addition, there will be a renewed emphasis on telehealth in both rural and urban settings. We've been involved in telehealth for the past three years and consider this an area that differentiates impact from others. We're currently evaluating a strategic partnership with the behavioral care group that will allow us to offer psych services as part of our overall service offering. I'm really excited to share that we will be rolling out a stock option program that will allow everyone in the organization to earn an ownership stake in MPAC. The details will come later, but this is our way of sharing the benefits of what we're building with everyone that is doing their part and is committed to the vision. We'll continue to evaluate strategic acquisitions, both in current markets and new markets. I, for one, keep looking for groups in Hawaii, but uh, haven't had any luck so far. But stay tuned. And if you know of any there, please let me know. Also, effective January 1st, Jill McDonough will become MPAC's fifth board member in addition to serving as the executive chairman of MPAC. Jill has had a long and successful career in the post-acute space and further enhances the capabilities of our organization. I'm really excited to have Jill on board. Above all, we're committed to continuing to be a great place to work in an organization that is making a meaningful difference in healthcare. 
I want to thank you all for your efforts this past year for proudly carrying the MPAC Healthcare badge and for making this place what it is. Here's to an exciting 2020. I'm Tim Martinez. Thank you for listening.